0: Baby a song you make me wanna roll my windows down and cruise. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on KALA HD2 106.1. This is Schistel Speak Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, and it was a nice but somewhat chilly day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in the Quad Cities area, especially when the sun went down. You know, today was a day that Shorts were back to being acceptable after just absolutely unbelievable freezing weather all week, but now that the sun's down, it's back to sweatpants and sweatshirts. But, either way, it has been a nice day. So, fall sports here at SAU are officially winding down, as we have teams now in the postseason, but also sports that are just about set to finish up their regular seasons. This episode is filled with a lot of sports that I've been talking about almost week in and week out, and a lot of these sports are officially set, like I said, for their postseason appearances. So with that, let's start it up with cross country. So as I discussed last week, this upcoming weekend for the Fighting Bees cross country team is the CCAC Championships from Valparaiso, Indiana. For the men's team, this cross-country season has been all-around successful. In the five races ran for the men, the Fighting Bees have placed second two times and third two times. Most recently, it was an 11th place finish, however, and it's a bit unlucky that the Bees weren't able to keep their podium finish streak alive, but I will say I have very high hopes for this men's team in the conference championships. It seems like one of those seasons that the Bees can go to Valpo, and really plays well, definitely, I think there's an opportunity for the bees to take the podium at the CCAC championships. but at the same time, you also have to remember that many of the teams in the CCAC, whether it be Olivet Nazarene or St Xavier, and of course the other schools as well. But you know, all these teams are very strong when it comes to you know cross country but also track and field. so It'll be interesting to see where the men's team actually does wind up placing, but good luck to them. In the five races the women's team has ran so far this season, there are results that are really all over the board. For the Fighting Bee woman, there was a 1st, 2nd, 5th, and 10th, and a 19th place finish. Uh, Though those race finishes aren't actually in that order, it just kind of shows the wide range in which this team can finish. Uh, Just like the men, I find that this women's team has some very good potential to place highly in the conference championships over the weekend. Uh, This is one of those teams that has some good young runners, thus I think that not only this season, but the future as well is bright for the Fighting Bees, both men and women cross-country teams. So again, just good luck to the Fighting Bees. And I'll have the results of the conference championships in next week's episode. Up next, it is St. Ambrose Bowling as both the men's and women's bowling teams went and competed in the five seasons classic over this past week. Starting it off for the men's bowling team, they took second place out of the 14 teams competing. Saint Ambrose scored a total of 9330 as Mount Mercy came in first at 9483 so the bees place only 153 behind Mount Mercy. Looking at, you know, individual bowlers for the bees, the best bowler was Cameron Crow, who I had talked about last week. He came in third place individually with an average of 225.6 per game that he bowled. Looking at the woman's side of things, the woman also ended up placing in second place with 8,948 pins knocked down. Mount Mercy once again coming in first at 9,583. For the individual bowlers in this one, once again, you don't have to look too far down the list, as in fourth place, it was Erin Williams for St. Ambrose. She bowled an average of 217.2. That's only .2 points behind the third-place finisher, Rachel Moore, out of Culver Stockton College. So for these bowling teams, they are not done with the action yet, as there is a meet coming up not this weekend but the next on Sep- or i'm sorry on November 11th and 12th the bees will be bowling in the leatherneck classic here in the quad cities so that's for the men and as you would assume the women are the exact same both bowling in the leatherneck classic again that is saturday the 11th and sunday the 12th here in the quad cities So good luck to the bowling teams as they get set for their performances. One more sport to talk about, and that is women's volleyball, as this women's volleyball team got hot at the right time here at St. Ambrose. The team is set to actually close out their regular season tonight. Last Thursday, the Fighting Bees took the Conference Leaders Judson on here at Lee Loman Arena, and this was a game that went all 5 sets. In set 1, Judson played like a good conference leader, taking the set 25 to 17. Then in set 2, the Fighting Bees evened up the game, taking the set narrowly 26 to 24. Set 3 went the Bees way as well, as St. Ambrose won 25 to 17 and took a 2 to 1 lead. Judson would not go down easily however as the Eagles took set four 25 to 12 and even things up at two apiece it all came down to set five where the fighting bees ended up winning 15 to 9 as the back and forth match set the bees up nicely winning and moving to a 500 record on the year then on Saturday Saint Ambrose welcomed Indiana South Bend to Davenport defeating the Titans three sets to one Set one fell the Titans away, winning 25-21. The next three would be dominated by the Bees, however, winning by scores of 25-13, 25-21, and 25-18. The Bees served up 46 kills in the game, with Mackenzie Grafton once again leading the Bees with 16. Now sitting at 15-14 overall and 9-4 in the conference, the Fighting Bees currently sit in second place of the CCAC, as they are three games behind Judson, so Judson has pretty much officially won the regular season conference. Now, another thing to point out is St. Xavier is only a game back of the Bees, so the game tonight is extremely important for St. Ambrose. The Bees have their final game of the regular season tonight, as I said, in Joliet, Illinois at 7 o'clock p.m. as the Fighting Bees take on the St. Francis of Illinois Fighting Saints. The Fighting Bees have solidified a spot in the CCAC tournament, and like I said, it's just a matter of the seeding the Bees get. To me, they can really be put anywhere from seed 2 to seed 4, so good luck to the Fighting Bees in that one. Another sport to talk about here in the regular season, or on this episode, is the esports team. As I had kind of talked about in last week's episode, the League of Legends team took second out of four in the Heart of America Conference Tournament. Now looking at how everything is kind of just set up on the schedule... For esports, all that's really left for them, and of course they're doing more than just this, but it is Rocket League, as Rocket League actually isn't even set to begin until the beginning of February, so as far as I am concerned, the Fighting Bees have a bit of a break, but like I said, of course, they are going to be in and out of action throughout a lot. In wrestling action, the Fighting Bees had their first match of the season as the Fighting Bees fell to Central Methodist by a score of 31-12. Winning for the Fighting Bees was Giuseppe Guerrera over Chuck Fitzgerald. You also have Reese Finch winning over Lucas Eagle. Then getting another six points for the bees was Jaden Toronez as he defeated Cody Hughes. So it was Toronez who got six points for the Bees and then uh Guerrera and Finch both got three. Now this is one of those things that when really looking at this wrestling team, you know, they lose their first of the year, but even really dating back to Last season, it wasn't a awful performance for the Fighting Bees, but at the same time there were a lot of matches that the Bees had lost that they out of what I've come to understand probably could have won, especially in, you know, big tournaments where, you know, looking back at last year they lose to William Penn by 10. I've heard from some people that, you know, Ambrose could have won that. And then they've lost to other teams that are also very good. So, looking at what's coming ahead for this wrestling team, the Fighting Bees are back in action this weekend as they will be traveling to Northern Illinois University, yes, that's right, Division I Northern Illinois in DeKalb, Illinois at 3 o'clock Friday for a matchup with the Huskies, and then they will be competing in the Luther Hill Invitational from Indianola, Iowa, at 9 a.m. on Saturday the 4th. So good luck to the wrestling team as they prepare for that. The last sport I'm going to talk about before this uh, little station break I'll be taking is swimming and diving. As for the men The Bees took on Truman State in Kirksville, Missouri. The Bees coming out ahead 115-187. to For the... Or actually, you know what? Before we even look at the women's team, a look at this weekend for the Fighting Bees. The Bees will be taking on Morningside from the Heinemann Hobbs Center in Sioux City, Iowa at 11 a.m. So good luck to the men's swimming and diving team in that one. For Swimming and Diving... On the women's side of things, the Bees also took on Truman State on the women's side, this time losing 67-138. to So, unfortunately, the Bees women's team just not able to get it done. They've had kind of a back-and-forth season where they'll lose a couple games and win one or two, lose some more, win a couple, stuff like that. So, just like the men's team, this Bees women's swimming and diving team looking to turn things around against Morningside at the Heinemann-Hobbs Center in Sioux City at 11 a.m. And again, that is on Saturday. So, again, just good luck to the men's and women's swimming and diving teams. So that is going to do it for the first half of tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. When I return, it's conference champions and tournaments in soccer, struggles for... The St. Ambrose football team, and the beginning of the basketball seasons for both the men's and women's teams. Don't touch that dial because this is the place you should be on your Thursday night. This is KALA HD2 106.1, your exclusive home for St. Ambrose Sports on the air. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too, so I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa KidsNet at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I just need to finish this sales report and then I'll probably, I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm, I'm sure it'll go away. But the flames are getting bigger. Sh- shouldn't I... Your hair, there's so much fire. No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this. So why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at one 800 three two six three nine four two the emergency communication center has been set up we're on the air communication is good good job fellas this is w1aw out i feel like we've always known each other me too and we just met online so listen why do we meet maybe at the mall saturday afternoon do a little shopping a little chilling and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Every hour of every day, someone in our family dies from AIDS. How can we stop this disease from claiming more lives? You can begin by calling your local American Red Cross chapter and asking about the African-American HIV AIDS program, a program that can teach us how to protect ourselves and our families. Please, contact your local Red Cross chapter. The difference can begin with you. Port and K291BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University sports radio show, Schistel Speaks Sports, and as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel, with a live audience today. Uh, We had a very, very wide range of topics uh, when it came to St. Ambrose sports in the first half of tonight's episode, one that honestly I wasn't expecting to get as wide as it did, but nevertheless we have three more sports to talk about in this second half. So let's jump right into the second half talking about some SAU soccer. In what was a must-win soccer game for the Fighting Bee men, the team traveled to Crown Point, Indiana to take on the Jaguars of Governor State University. The game did not go the way of the Bees, though, as the Jaguars scored in the first minute of the game and never looked back. The Bees would end up falling 4 to nothing. With that loss, the Fighting Bees finished with an overall record of 4 wins, 9 losses, and 2 ties, and a CCAC record of of 4 wins and 7 losses. That means that the Fighting Bees placed 10th in the conference, which is not high enough to put the Bees in the CCAC tournament. The Bees started their season, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, the Bees end their season on a two-game losing streak, and the Bees were 1-4 in the last five critical matchups of the season. It wasn't, the BC, uh, it wasn't the best season for this men's team ever, as they really didn't pick up a win until their sixth game of the season. But either way, best of luck to the men's team next year. And now for the SAU women's soccer team. It is my absolute privilege and joy to say that the St. Ambrose Fighting Bees women's soccer team are officially CCAC regular season conference champions. Finishing the season on a nine-game winning streak, the Fighting Bees ended the regular season with a record of 12-4 and a 10-1 conference record. The Bees finished their season with 30 conference points, four points in front of the second-place Trinity Christian Trolls. In the final game of the regular season, the Bees just needed a win to really solidify the CCAC championship, And that is exactly what they went out and did when they went up against the Governor's State Jaguars. Once again, from Crown Point, Indiana, the Bees would end up winning two goals to one. So looking at the scoring breakdown, in the 17th minute, it was Morgan Bean on the unassisted goal for the Jaguars that actually put them ahead 1-0. Caitlin Brunson would say no more of that lead, though, in the 44th minute, nodding things up at one apiece. Then, who else but Taylor Desplinter in the 61st minute to net a goal with the assist of Jenna Horst to put the Bees up 2-1 and end up winning the game. Rachel Willette was in goal for the Bees as she faced eight shots on goal, saving seven and allowing that one in her 90 minutes of work. So, what does winning the conference really mean for the Fighting Bees? Not only do the Fighting Bees clinch home field advantage for the entirety of the CCAC tournament as the number one seed, but this team has automatically clinched a berth into the NAIA National Tournament, which is unbelievably big for the Fighting Bees. Now, the first round of the CCAC tournament begins tomorrow with the Fighting Bees taking on the Roosevelt Lakers at 6 o'clock p.m. from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex a couple blocks away from campus. KALA will be on the call for that game, so make sure you tune in. It will be myself on play-by-play duties, men's soccer player Jorge Brazula on the color commentary, and possibly a little guest appearance from women's soccer JV player Anna Very. So once again, just make sure you tune in. Uh, it is set to be a good one. Odds are the Fighting Bees will win. And it's crazy because now that the Bees have clinched a berth into the national tournament, now to me, it's like, uh, I don't know. The the CCAC tournament doesn't feel as important since you already clinched that spot in the national tournament. But at the same time, like this is probably one of the most important Things that the Bees have had going all year for them as of yet, because well, you don't want anybody else to be crowned a conference champion. So good luck to the Fighting Bees in that. Now for some St. Ambrose football where the struggles have continued. Last weekend the Fighting Bees fell to number 15 St. Xavier by a score of 38 to 13. The Bees fall to 0-8 on the season and 0-3 in the conference. Now, in somewhat cool news, Yemi Ward scored two touchdowns for the Fighting Bees, totaling 11 on the year. Those 11 have done Yemi some wonders as he has officially tied the school record for career touchdown receptions at 34. Yemi will, of course, look to break the school record this week as the Fighting Bees play host to the Judson Eagles. Judson is also winless, 0-7 overall and 0-4 in the conference. Now, as you would probably assume after hearing that, this is the most winnable game for the Bees on the year. Judson has led up 50-plus points in all but one game this season as they only gave up, or as actually the only game that they haven't given up 50-plus was the first game of the year when they gave up 40 so the bees really need to take advantage of that and back to the Emmy Ward thing. It's it's really cool as, you know, as I said St. Ambrose will be or KALA rather will be on the call for the women's soccer game tomorrow, but we will be also on the call for the football game Saturday. So make sure you tune in both days. And now the final sport for me to talk about is some St. Ambrose basketball as the basketball season is officially underway so for the first team let's talk about st ambrose's men's team as yesterday the fighting beast traveled to carver arena in peoria illinois to take on the division one bradley brave in an exhibition match looking at this men's team on the box score the top scorer on the game was ignacio decunda aka nacho Nacho played 20 minutes, going 7 for 10 from the field and 3 for 4 from beyond the arc. Uh, Nacho also had 4 rebounds and 1 assist, with a steal to add on to his 17-point day. The next highest scorer was Guillermo Narbona for the Bees, who played 24 minutes, Totaling four rebounds, one assist, and three steals on his 10-point day. So realistically, looking at this, going into the half, St. Ambrose was down forty-six to twenty-four to Bradley, but the Bees, wouldn't you know it, outscored the Brave in the second half, thirty-seven to twenty-eight. So it was only a 13 point game. We actually did a sports show downstairs in the TV studio with uh, coach Ray Shevelin, the men's basketball coach and he said, you know the bees kind of gifted Bradley 13 points early on in the game and you know that played a big factor since the bees only lost by 13. Uh, I think that this is a great sign for the women's ba- or I'm sorry for the men's basketball team as you are able to hang in there well. With a Division 1 opponent. Not only that. But you're battling quite a few injuries. On the men's side of things. So I am very pleased. With how this men's team played in their exhibition. Now looking at what is coming up. For the Fighting Bees. On Friday. So tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. The Bees start off the Trinity Christian Classic. In Palos Heights, Illinois. Going up against East West University. Then... The Bees will play Saturday from Payless once again at noon, taking on Moody. Then on Wednesday, the Bees will travel to Clark at the Kells Center in Dubuque, Iowa, to, like I said, take on Clark, who is very good. So good luck to the Bees in their first three counting games of the season, as I will have more on all of those in next week's episode. Now the Fighting Bees women's team played host to number 7 ranked and defending national champions the Clark Pride. Clark outscored the Bees in all four quarters as the final score of the game came up to be not so narrow 95 to 55. For the Fighting Bees, the top scorer of the day was Kashel Doughty who in her 23 minutes of play racked up 16 points as well as two rebounds and a steal. So overall, this was not the best game that the Bees have played, but this is a young team. 12 of the 17 girls on the team are underclassmen. Most of the returners are now sophomores. So there's a lot of learning experience, especially for young coach Zach Exumay, as that was his first game with the Fighting Bees when he's at the helm. Now, I know last week I promised that I would have an interview with one of these two basketball coaches between Exime and Ray Shevlin. I actually interviewed Exame earlier today, but I was not able to finish editing it, so I can promise you I will have it in next week's episode, and that is a guarantee. So, looking ahead for this women's basketball team... The Fighting Bees only have one game this week as they will be traveling to St. Louis, Missouri to the Carl and Dolores Petty SRC to take on Missouri Baptist, the Spartans. Uh, Very excited to see how both these teams perform. And, you know, we were on the call for women's basketball last night. We will be on the call again in the near future. But that is going to do it for the first November episode of Schistel Speak Sports of this school year. I will have scores and updates from the games I previously talked about in next week's episode. And, you know, I I didn't include this last week, but all episodes of Schistel Speak Sports in the past are now officially caught up on Spotify and SoundCloud, so go ahead and give those a listen if you are missing, uh, you know, information on how we got to where we are today. So, you know, a lot of these sports coming to an end in the fall season, but I have some very high hopes for the sports that are just starting up and these sports to finish strong. But for now, that's all I've got. I'm Ryan Schistel, and you've been listening to the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. Don't forget to tune in both tomorrow night and Saturday as we bring you St. Ambrose playoff women's soccer and some St. Ambrose football. Have a great rest of your Thursday and go Bees!